you got you got to count me in. <laughs> Start over. Unbelievable. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so elated that there was no like technical hiccup or something stupid happening. It just pisses me off. It was smooth. Mm-hmm. You know who set up today's uh, event? You know who did the production? Yeah. Mabel. She has no thumbs, no. <laughs> Your smoke show wife? You know what? <laughs> yeah, she did. She set it up like an infant. I, she had it all set up for me in her office so that uh, I would be ready and prepared and I wouldn't lose my mind. Um, all the things. Yeah. But like a child. You know what? Bless her. She gets it. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Mama's Therapy. I'm here with Lair Torrent, licensed marriage and family. Oh, sorry. Licensed marriage and family therapist and published author. I took a pause there for those of you who don't see us, which is everybody, (laughs) because Lair just lifted his coffee cup and it says published author. Yeah, you start getting gifts like that. Um, You get other ones like this one that says, you know, like world's number one dad. Things like that. Does it go to your head? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I still have to take out the garbage like everybody else. You know what I mean? You put your pants on one leg at a time. Yeah. Just when I do, I have a fucking book on my shelf with my name on it. Cock and a walk, baby. Yeah, I love that. I love that for you. I love that you can have a, a coffee mug that says published author. You can get almost anything on these things these days. I'm telling you right And now. it's not because like you make ridiculous comments on Facebook. Like it's, it's a legit book. <laughs> it's actually helpful. Apparently is this podcast. And let me tell you why I know this a little, little anecdote to start to show up. I today got a, got a text, an accidental text from one of my colleagues. Um, you know, that happens. So they sent, sent me the wrong text, sent to the wrong person. And so she uh, is, is a, as a, a child psychologist, she sees teens and uh, young adults, as she calls them. And she said, oops, sorry. And in that, there's the link to not your mom's therapy. Oh my God. And she said, sorry, sent this to the wrong person. I often send this, these links to my clients because of the, the stuff you guys talk about is so helpful with my young adults. Stop. Tell you, I'm telling them. Oh my God. How does that make you feel? Proud. So fucking proud. Oh my this God. This is a demographic I didn't think we were going to be even anywhere near. No, no. Now I feel like we need to start dropping lingo. Like, hey, bestie. <laughs> Immediately shut it off. <laughs> There's a couple, of, a couple of words. My kids, my kids are homeschooled, so they don't get a lot of that stuff. Mm. But every so often, mm. some of it slips in. I'm like, wait, I'm gonna shame them. <laughs> that's good. I've heard that's good for them. Listen, you don't want to do it. I feel I owe it. <laughs> I mean, they do have it pretty good. You know, you gotta like keep them sharp. Yeah. For the real world. Eggs, right? (laughs) (laughs) I have to say something before we get into our topics for today. I have over the course of like, I feel like a couple episodes where I absolutely 
tore you apart for Christmas last year. And let me tell you, all my friends listening, Lair did good. He did real good this year. Real good. It was, yeah, listen, there was, there was humor. There was heart. There was anus washing. Well, I hope it, that's that was- it just, it, and the aim was true. It's <laughs> a mark, did it? It absolutely did. And you were kidding. It's like a pressure washer. So you hooked it up. Yeah. For those who don't know, I bought Sarah this year and Corey, apparently, um, for Christmas. I got them a bidet. Listen, life changing. Appropriate gift to get my podcasting (laughs) partner and friend. Can I share the story about the gift I got you? Which one? The Tide Clock. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Of course. Okay. All right, so I, I still you know, got gifts for cleaning your butt is though. Oh, listen, it is porcelain pristine. Okay, like yes, different walk in your step because you're so cleansed. I feel free, you know. Like I feel like I feel like there has to be a chakra in my anus because it is connected now. Like it is <laughs> with my spirit. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> <laughs> It's a gift that it's going to keep on giving. And every time you use it, you're just going to think of me. That is exactly what happens. And I have to literally fight this inclination to text you every time. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it. Has <laughs> Corey reported that he's enjoying it or is he afraid of it? So I think Corey initially was a little afraid of it, like a little unsure. What does this mean about me? I'm yeah, right, right. And now, true believer. Yeah, convert. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly, you gave us a religious experience. Baptizing your bees. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Problem is now you can't even you can't even travel. You can't go anywhere. It's so true. Because you're, like, spoiled now. Just like you're over at your friend's house. You go to the, like, you fucking heathen. Yeah, I got to smear it with toilet paper. Yeah, you brown-bottomed motherfucker. Can you imagine being at your friend's house and just, like, turning on the shower? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Like, Lair? <laughs> so, t- t- tell the story about the other Okay, 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 okay. I knew exactly what I was going to get. Jake and Jasper, your children. I knew exactly what I was going to get, Ash. And I was like, I need to find a balance for Lair. It needs to be ridiculous. And then I need to also have something that's like from the heart. So I found this shop. So Lair, you're you're big into surfing. All things water, but surfing. And so I was like, I'm going to get him this beautiful Tide clock. And it's from a local seller who makes the clocks himself, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, this is so beautiful. It's very clean. It's very like, because that's your aesthetic. You're not like a frilly dude. You like just nice clean. So I was like, this is perfect. And I (laughs) ordered it and sent it to you. And then I waited and waited with excitement thinking he's going to open this and he's going to be like, wow. I'm so glad Sarah's my best friend. In my life, yeah. I'm so glad that she 
has taken the place <laughs> of, of all other friends as the peak friend. As your as the joke is coming to your lips, you're, you make yourself laugh. But as as the joke comes to the on deck circle in your head, I would be terrible at improv for that reason. I'd be laughing at myself beforehand. So I get this text from Lair. He has received the gift. <laughs> he has opened it. I get a picture of this beautiful tide clock, and with it, it says, Finally, I can track Ashley's moon blood. As I was sitting up with Ashley's like, What are you doing? I told her, She's like, What's wrong with you? And she's like, no, no, send it. Sarah will love it. I stared at it for a second and then just lost it. I was like, this is why he is best friend level. Like, this is why. This is why we, yeah. Yes, this is why we do it. This is why we're so close and, and all of this. I knew it was like I returned a gift, right? Like, I gave this gift to you. It's con- really continued did. to make you laugh. Little these many weeks later. It really is a gift that keeps on giving. I can't think of a more perfectly layer response to a heartfelt gift. <laughs> you know, Lindsay's looking at this. As we, she's looking at the at the audio of this and going, oh, God, when are they going to stop and just get to the show? She's just glad I didn't ask her to put in a sound for moon blood. Right. <laughs> Listen, that woman will find it if there is one. She fucking will. And yeah, I talked to her. I was talking to her on the phone yesterday about some stuff, and she's just like, she made some reference to having to edit seven to ten minutes of laughing out of the episode. Just to tighten the timeline. Okay, so we are going to talk about something. I've heard it's a little controversial, actually. We're gonna, I want to talk about extroverted versus introverted partners. So let's say you're an extrovert, your partner's an introvert, how you manage. And the reason why I've said it's controversial is because they have said that allegedly it's not a real thing. Oh, is that right? That like extrovert and introvert thing is just kind of something that was made up for a test. Or something like like a personality test. Okay. It has applied to me in every aspect of my life. So I don't know how it could not be real. But do you believe in it? Absolutely. And I don't, maybe it's one of those things that they just don't have enough like research on it to say, oh, yeah, we can with some assuredness say that this is a psychological aspect. But look, Let's take a look at narrative therapy, something I cover at length in the book, right? There's not a lot of quantitative evidence to point to narrative therapy as being something that's actually really a thing, but we know our stories matter. We know the things we think matter. Um, Mm -hmm. It's one of those things we can't really nail it down statistically, perhaps. But and look, maybe maybe uh, introvert, extrovert, it's too black and white. There's probably a lot of shades of gray within there. But Mm -hmm. suffice it to say, when I bring it up to my clients of being an extrovert or introvert, they go, oh, yeah, no, yeah, totally me. Mm -hmm. The thing that is surprising is often people don't really think about it. And even if they do, they don't give it enough sway. They don't give it enough Mm -hmm. weight because when you have two people that are kind of pinging off polar opposites 
And there's not a lot of mindful intervention within that, meaning like you're not taking a moment to really take in your partner and understand where they're coming from and what their needs are. Very quickly, you get to, I don't know if we work. I don't know if this Mm. is meant to be. Why is this so hard? What's wrong with you? Mm, That's a good point. It absolutely starts to color your narrative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's it's absolutely a real thing. So how do you see it presenting itself as as a struggle, typically, where you're, you're sort of that flag goes up where you're like, this is an introvert extrovert thing. Well, yeah. So like it, it often happens when people first get together and they sort of settle in, probably when they start living together, maybe when they first get married. I don't know where your daily lives kind of intermesh and that water gets a little brackish. And suddenly like one partner is like, you know, I don't want to go out again. Sunday, we were out Friday and Saturday. And so it's in things like that. It's I had a, a couple recently, one had a business trip to Hawaii with clients and his partner was like, yeah, I, I'm not interested in going, but it's Hawaii. Why would you want to go to it? Because I know what that's going to require of me energetically and mm-hmm. really breaking down the fact that this uh, the person who's on a business trip going to Hawaii is very much an extroverted person. He he, he charges his batteries by being around people and their energy and the energy of other extroverts. And that feels good to him while his partner feels depleted by that and awful. And so even the, you know, the, the carrot of going to a place like Hawaii just right. looks exhausting and like it's too much. I just want to assuage any concerns in Norway. We will absolutely both come there. No. No, for sure. Yes, 100%. If you need us, we'll be there. An all expense paid trip to Norway to do a live broadcast. Um, certainly not a problem. We'll fill arenas. <laughs> so, what are you? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? So, I this is the gray area thing you were talking about. I have been told that I sit on the line, mm-hmm. and I've also been told that I'm kind of a chameleon extrovert mm, i can see that about like you. yeah i feel in my heart in my soul that i'm an introvert like i need the quiet i need my space i need you know just to not be around a ton of people at all times but i can fake it really well and i can even like handle extroversion in small doses and enjoy it and feel really excited that i was part of it but then it's over. <laughs> That's exactly where I live. But my wife's yeah. an absolute introvert. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Like, and it, that was a, it was a tough one for us in the beginning because we were living in New York City and we were both bartenders working in, in Brother Jimmy's, as I've talked about in the past. And, mm-hmm. and that was a real close knit community of, you know, ne'er do wells and circus clowns. And, <laughs> constantly a re- there's constantly a reason to go out there's constantly a good time to be had and it's happening in a place like new york city you know where it's like you know living in rome it's just an amazing place and so there was always a reason to kind of like throw on your duds and go out and i was kind of drawn to that energy initially and then she was she finally was like i gotta tap out i can't do this i can't be around people all the time and at first i couldn't understand it because it seemed like a tidal shift for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what was important for me in that during that time was to become very understanding that while that might have might have been true for me at the time, it has become more true for me now. It was true for her then. And rather than to be like, oh come on, I think people who if you're an if you're an extrovert and you're dealing with you're living or loving somebody who is an introvert, you can very quickly call them a stick in the mud, 
you can get to the idea that maybe they're not as fun. They got boring um, really quickly. And that colors your narrative and creates feelings within you about them that, you know, maybe don't, don't, don't have to be brought up. If you just start to kind of try and understand where they're coming from and love them for who they are. And the fact that like going out or going on that vacation, going out again this week is just too much for them. And I know for her, that's too much for her nervous system. And so mm-hmm. helping her and, and green lighting and letting her know it's okay. And all of those things became really important around her introversion. And at the time, my sort of hybrid extroversion. Yeah, mm. It's interesting to me that she even chose that profession. Like, I don't think I would be able to handle it being a bartender. Like that's so much exposure to people. Yeah, it's too much. As a matter of fact, she stopped bartending and went to waiting, waiting tables because she could get away from people. She felt trapped behind the bar and constantly in people's faces. So she could kind of go and hide. That was sort of the first inclination. But I think, you know, necessity is the the mother invention on so many things. Like she just needed to make money. And so she she tells the story. She walked past Brother Jimmy's and it was the middle of winter. And she saw the way the waitresses were were dressed. And she just started stripping off clothes and walked in (laughs) and and interviewed and got the job. Right. And she's like, she's like, I needed money. And and that looks like a place where you could make a ton of it. And you could. So she had to become more extroverted Mm. uh, and, and, Mm -hmm. and did. But I think, you know. She's really kind of doubled down on uh, making it for lost time. What about your kids? How, like, what are their personalities? You know, they're kids. So they, they, they definitely crave contact with other kids and their friends. They're, they're homeschooled. So they don't get uh, the, the same exposure to uh, other kids that, that most kids do. You know, you're not, they're not going to classes every day with a bunch of kids. And so I think it's hard to really tell. They do like their alone time. They do even, even separate from each other. And, and so they like to, to, to shut it down. We encourage them to kind of, you know, spend some time reading or, you know, doing your own thing. And so they're pretty good at kind of like monitoring their own nervous systems. And I think that's really what it is. It's about monitoring your nervous system and noticing what you need and, and, and what feels like too much. I think very often people complain to me in my office about, you know, I am an introvert, but this person I'm with continues to make plans, want to do this thing. Why wouldn't you want to go to that party? Why wouldn't you want to go on that boat trip? And I just need to be able to shut it down. And it really is about recharging the batteries and preparing the nervous system for more contact. People who are introverted have a really hard time with excess contact. It does take it out of them. And I've seen it in my wife. It like, if she doesn't have that time to recharge and to go silent and just be by herself, she'll get sick. Truly, like her mm-hmm. her immune system will start to take a hit, which I think is kind of right. strange. But anecdotally, that's what I've seen. It, given that your wife is a witch, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> she is connected to the world in a whole other way. And the thing that she reminds me of too is she's. I've started to identify more as an introvert. She's like, yeah, but you see how many clients a day, mm-hmm. and so I'm having on average. Yeah, anywhere between seven and nine hour long conversations with different individuals at least four to five times a week, you know, four days, mm-hmm. four to five, four, four, four to five days a week. Mm-hmm. And so very often on the weekends, I don't want to do anything. I do want to shut it sure. down and I don't uh, have that craving. And she's reminding me, she's like, yeah, it's because you're constantly talking to people every day, all of the time. And that's true. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little, little lost to describe myself. Perhaps I'm more in line with what, where you're at. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that, but yeah, you see people all day, literally all day. 
That's an interesting point, too, from the perspective of people at work and how you work with other people. I work in marketing and we had this team thing where we did a personality test and found out who was introverted and extroverted. And it was the first time I had learned why I wasn't good in brainstorms. Like in brainstorms, the extroverts will shout out ideas. They just don't care. They don't need to like think about it. The introverts are like, I'll email you afterwards when I can give this some thought. Do you have conversations like that in like your... I know you do a lot of work-related presentations and stuff. Do you ever talk about introvert versus extrovert? You know, I don't know that we've gotten to that. It's a, it's a good point. But what I do try to help people do is understand their process. And I think mm-hmm. whether you're an introvert or you're an extrovert, you're pro- that's, 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 in, that's a part of your how you process things. And so helping people to kind of name their process, and it might be important to, to add that to um, sort of the talking points to say, are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? If you need um, time to process, I think it's important to be able to say that because very often... I know we have a, a, an assistant that we work with and, and we had a conversation with her and I said, well, what do you think? And she's like, I don't know. And she's very introverted. And I said, mm-hmm. what do you mean you don't know? I mean, we've said some really important things. I was just wondering, how do you feel? And like, this is an open, like we're trying to make it a very open space to explore your feelings and sure. say what's on your mind, what's on your heart. You get a say here. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. And I said, well, and it was, I was sort of dumbfounded. Like, how do you not know how you feel? And mm-hmm. She said, I think I need a day or two to kind of process it. Everything that's been, it wasn't like earth shattering what we'd said. Sure. She said, if it's okay, I'd like to respond in a letter. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, two days later, I got like a four page handwritten letter articulating all of her thoughts and feelings in a very, very clear and concise way. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Here this is. Yeah. She needed time to really sit with what was said and how she felt about the things we said and the things we, and came up with it. But if, you know, you're, if you're someone who is sort of omitted from the conversation, I think a lot of assumptions can be made that you don't care. You're not putting in the effort. All it, especially That's exactly right. Exactly what I experienced where it was like, you know, Sarah's not paying attention. Sarah's not. And I'm like, no, no, I am. I absolutely am. I just can't give you what those thoughts are quite yet. I got to sit on them for a minute. But I, I had a situation similar to what you provided to your assistant, where it was like, I had a manager who we called them drive-bys, where they just would stop at your desk at all hours of the day. It didn't matter what you were doing. They'd swing in and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And whatever. And we took the test and he found out I was an introvert. And I started getting meeting requests. And like just 15 minutes, like, can I drive by now? And it was just such of like a thank you for absorbing that information and like applying it to me. Well, I think there's such a premium put on extroversion and being out there mm-hmm. and you know, saying the thing out loud. I, I think it's great that he was able to listen and really see that, oh, okay, this is how this person operates. That's, that's a, you know, I, I don't know if they were a good manager or not. Definitely. Yeah. A sign of a good manager. Yeah, absolutely. I imagine that feeling of being heard, being seen is what you're targeting when you're helping couples get through that as well, where it's like, okay, we've 
we've established this narrative of they're not fun to hang out with. They're not whatever. And really, they just need that like space and that time. So I imagine then you guide them into some choosing, right? The first part that came to my mind was attunement. Mm. Right. Because what that manager did is he really attuned to his employee and went, oh, this is how she operates. And that's really important mm-hmm. to it if it's happening within within the relationship rather than jump to assumption. And I think, again, we put a premium on people who are extroverted. They're more fun. And oh, by the way, it's like a glass bottom boat. You're pretty sure you know how they feel. Introverts, you don't really know how you, how they feel. They keep things fairly close to the best. It can be, again, a lot of things left up to assumption. But when it comes to couples, again, attuning to your partner and going, oh, they take a little bit longer to process. I see that perhaps they are a little more introverted. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily not not a lot of fun. It's just they don't need as much contact as I do. It's mm-hmm. neither one is actually better nor worse. It just is. Mm-hmm. But if we don't take the time to really kind of sink into and attune to our partner's needs, like, oh, you know, for me, I know if I want to get the best version of my wife. Right now, she's out with the, with the horses by herself in a field with like four horses. Mm-hmm. Um, I called her at one point and she's literally mucky, sho- shoveling horse shit. And she loves that. She's alone, Same. no kids, like digging at her. And so she just has that time to shut down. I know that I get the best version of her, not kind of going, come on, Ash, let's go. No, she needs that time mm-hmm. to recharge her batteries. And so attuning to that was a really important uh, element for me. But I think you're also right. Like choosing your partner means putting some of your shit aside around like extroversion and allowing space for that, that person to process as they do. Don't judge it. Know that that's what their needs are. Go and get yours met too. It means maybe you're not doing as many things together. Mm-hmm. That might be a thing. So yeah, choosing certainly on the menu. It's interesting that you said sometimes you're just not doing stuff together, which I think is also this assumption of comp of couples that you're always going out together that you're doing stuff you know like if i'm with an extroverted person i don't necessarily have to do everything with them i'm perfectly fine sitting at home reading a book with my dogs while they go out with friends who are like-minded and that way we can both kind of recharge I'm fortunate in that Corey is extraordinarily introverted. (laughs) He's a hard introvert. There is no chameleon. So, yeah, absolutely. I actually think he has to stretch his introversion a little to meet my introversion. So we are able to go out and do stuff. Game (laughs) callers. We're absolutely hermits. I never have to worry about like some crazy person that listens to this podcast because I never leave the house. (laughs) If I don't have to, it brings me to an interesting point that was recently made in one of my sessions dealing with an introvert and an extrovert. And the extrovert goes out, meets friends, and the friends will ask about the partner who is introverted and say, oh, where's so-and-so, you know? Mm. And the partner feels like they have to make up excuses. Oh my God. Yes. And apologize Mm -hmm. for, which can cause discord if this is happening. And I've seen it more than just this couple, right? Like, and the concern is that these people, these friends think that you don't like them. And so then this causes some sort of infighting within the couple. 
mm. or is that in Discord? And, you know, I, I make the point that like every Thursday night, I have my call with Brian. And mm. often Jess is there. They, are, they stay up late and Jess will show up as Jess is Brian's wife. And so we'll have Thursday night Skype cocktails and Ashley is nowhere to be found. Now, mm. these are some of her best, closest friends, people that she loves. People, these are people that we go to their small, they have a good sized New York apartment, but there'll be eight of us in their little apartment. That's how close we are. One bathroom, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> She's nowhere to be found. <laughs> and they've asked for years, like, mm -hmm. hey, uh, where's Ash? I'm like, She's in bed. She, what? <laughs> She's not coming. No. And I, I don't make any apologies for it. That's interesting. They know who she is. Now, you know, Jess is also an introvert, but. Yeah, and I so I I'm I'm I make no I make no apologies for it, and I encourage my couples. You know, you don't you're not you don't have to apologize for your partner's introversion. You can you can explain it. Sometimes people under, understand, and often they won't. Like especially if they're extroverts. Well, how does she not want to be here? This is a good time, sure, but she needs her time, and it's no reflection of you. How much she loves or cares about you guys, how much she wants to be with you guys. She just likes to go to bed and she's not staying up until, you know, 11 o'clock at night to start the call. And then, right. you know, sometimes those, those calls will dovetail into two o'clock in the morning. Oh she's nowhere God. to be found. That's yeah. not happening. Yeah. It's funny. I was that person. Corey would be like, I don't, I don't have it in me. I just don't, I'm going to stay home. And I would be like, but babe, this really reflects poorly on me. Like my friends are going to think you're lame. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i it actually took i started paying attention when my brother and his wife came over i've mentioned them before she's a therapist and she has done a lot of work so is my brother and they came over and sometimes it was together and sometimes it was just my brother and there was always this like quiet perception of like maybe she doesn't like us or maybe you know got to be something negative. And it took understanding boundaries, me learning my own shit to be like, my brother just loves her so much that he's creating a space for her to just do her thing. Yeah. Yeah. And also we're a fucking lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> like we're so much. So I would stay home too. Potty mouth. Truly. I, the amount of fucks that are dropped in a single day from my mouth alone. We've all heard. <laughs> no, but that's great that he does that for her because he's obviously, like you said, he loves her so much and he's attuned to it. And he makes no apologies for her. And, and, you know, he gives her the space, but like quite mm -hmm. literally. And that's what we do here as well. Like I'll just go, all right, guys. And they're like, you know, we want to stay home, you know, play music mm -hmm. and watch fucking YouTube. Nope. Get in the car. And, right, right. And, and she'll say, where are you going? I'm like, well, I'm going to take the guys. We're going to go do X, Y, and Z. Just give, give you the house for, for a few hours. And it's mm -hmm. always met with, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, she's a kinder, gentler version of herself. She's always kind of gentle, but she's just a, yeah. you know, um, a more connective, loving part of herself because again, I keep using the same terminology, but she's got, uh, she's had a chance to recharge her batteries. And that's right. really what it is. Those introverts just need that. Well, I mean, I don't know if you and Corey, I don't know if your batteries ever get charged up enough to see people, actual people. Truly. No, I just spend most of the day riding that duck. <laughs> like just... <laughs> I just literally mentally saw Corey turning this podcast off. Like just 
done. <laughs> so couples that aren't in your office, that don't have you to sort of bridge that gap. If this is like resonating with you to, to our listeners, if it's resonating with them, how do they start this conversation? With their partner. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Or you can do a fun little uh, personality test that kind of highlights both what, what, what it is for both of you, where you guys fall on that particular spectrum mm-hmm. and, and start talking about it. Because if it's, if it's at issue at, at all and you're feeling it, more than likely it'll be the introvert that's feeling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not. Maybe the, maybe the extrovert's like, come on, I feel like I'm dragging a dead horse here. Maybe you've gotten into it about how much connection you're going to have or not going to have with your people around you socially. It's probably a good idea to sit down and assess out, like, where are we on that spectrum? I am an introvert and I need to be able to recharge my batteries. It's nothing about not wanting to be with you or be with them. These things need to be said out loud. They need to be named probably more than once. Um, that that person who is like constantly pining for your attention and for you to go out and do fun things, how could you not want to do that? An argument could be made. It's not that I necessarily, it's not that I don't want to go to Hawaii. Or go out and do that mm. fun thing. It's just I can't. I really can't. I can't and know that I'm not going to be dogged out at the end of the day. And so having these conversations and really learning to understand and learning to listen. If your partner says they're having a feeling, you should probably believe them. Mm-hmm. And if they're feeling like I, I can't, it's not that I don't want to do this with you. It's that I know I can't do this. I mean, like I physically could make the choice to do it. I know I'm probably not going to enjoy as much of it as you are. And truly, mm-hmm. if you care about that person, then you're probably going to do what your brother does, augment his life to make sure that he's making space for his wife and her introversion. And she, if she's a therapist, she's probably seeing a bunch of people every day who are dealing with yeah. scads of fucking hard shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And so your band exactly. is just stretched out and you just need time. Like I always tell people like, look, if I'm working on Fridays, do, do not be my client at 10 in the morning on Monday. Because <laughs> right? the gray matter has yet to be put back in my head. <laughs> right. I need that space to kind of, yeah. breathe. you know, I have a buddy who's an incredible extrovert. He's always like, yeah, let's go to, let's go into music. He stopped asking. And he's, you know, his wife's an introvert. She likes to stay home, read books. She's very few people that she wants in her sphere, but he is just an absolute bing bang out there. wanting to meet people all the time. And they let each other kind of do that. And they understand that that's who this person is. I think, you know, the, the fear is that, Maybe the deeper fear is that perhaps you'll find somebody who's more aligned with your stuff. Mm. Yeah, I think that's often the fear. I, I absolutely, I definitely think so. But that's where it comes to choosing. Like Corey goes out; it might not be what he wants to do, but he still does it because he chooses me, and I know enough about him to only like want him to choose me during certain situations. Like, I don't expect every trip to the grocery store or every, you know, whatever. That's an outing for you, too. Piggly Wiggly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Festival, You Fuck. Don't Piggly Wiggly me. <laughs> Festival Foods. Really? That sounds like a mom and pop dump store. It's not. It's actually a really nice grocery store. You smug motherfucker. <laughs> How big is the organic section at festival? I'll have you know, they have expanded their organic section to be like the whole side of one of the stores. (laughs) One of the aisles. 
Um, they have, yeah, they have an international food section too. Yes. It's labeled Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you can get the Ortega shells. 100%. You know, true, authentic Mexican food. Yeah. No, listen. Yes. But, you know, going out in general. I don't expect him to always come with me, but I have had to really work on that. I have had to like make space for understanding that it's just not his thing and it's not necessarily personal. And I don't care if other people think he's a dud because he's not. (laughs) He's no, he's not a dud. He's great. Well, I think people will, you know, that turns into, oh, maybe he's a dud, but it's really like, maybe he doesn't like you said, maybe they don't like it. Maybe he doesn't like us. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And maybe there's a reason. You know what? (laughs) Maybe you should reflect on that. Like, really let it... Get a journal. Get in your head. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. on your shortcomings. (laughs) Let's get real mindful about why Ash doesn't want to hang out with me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's all choosing. But that's the whole thing, right? It's it's learning where you guys are better together and better independent. Yeah, and you don't have to spend every single moment together. No. Mm-hmm. You probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. Although I think Ash and I do spend an inordinate amount of time together, but we just generally mm-hmm. like each other's company. Mm-hmm. We can sit in the same room and not talk. Mm-hmm. But we tend to. But yeah, so if you know you 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 find yourselves falling on these. Uh, distant ends of the spectrum it not not all is lost but again i think there does have to be conversation there does have to be sort of a cultural set for you guys around like okay so you're going to go out and do your thing because you feed off of contact with others and i just don't and learning mm-hmm. to accept our to accept our partners for that and doing truly what you said and what Corey does is every so often you know you go okay i am going to check my nervous system and i'm gonna make that effort um, mm-hmm. Because I know that, like, I will default to hermit if if I'm yeah. not careful, because that just feels better. Yep, exactly. Andy knows he's going to get blown. So, <laughs> on the car ride there, <laughs> that's not safe, Lair. You're going to get a roadie. <laughs> I hate us so much. <laughs> See, I fall on the opposite of the spectrum. I love us. You're yeah. the one who said it. I know. Right. You just, you always have to go there. They listen to you for your expertise. They listen to me for my vulgarity. Because I can't imagine what else it would be, to be honest. (laughs) So does that feel complete? Are we good? Yeah, I think so. Thank you for joining me. It was a pleasure, as always, to see your face and talk about all things therapy and bidet related. Truly, when you said, what, how did you put it? You could like scrub the slate off the side of a mountain. No, I said, it's it's like strip mining shale in mid-state Pennsylvania. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) This episode was brought to you by Blue Wash Bidets. Yeah. Keep your honey clean. Keep it tight. Keep it polished. Keep it happy. <laughs> That's their slogan. You can follow us on Instagram, NYM Therapy. 
You can follow Lair, Lair Torrent, Holistic Therapist on Instagram and Twitter, right? Not so much on the tweets. I don't know. No. Kind of giving up on that. TikTok and Instagram. You can email us at notyourmamastherapy at gmail.com. If you have questions for Lair, suggestions for our podcast, dick pics, all of it. And I also want to plug my upcoming May retreat in Portugal. It's going to be a yoga-based retreat where we blend the five practices of love, not necessarily geared towards couples, but couples are coming, but loving yourself, going into the body first through yoga practice. And then at the end of every practice, there'll be two practices a day for yoga. There'll be a conversation with, with me where every day I will present one of the practices to help people kind of get back in contact with themselves. And that's going to be late May. They can find, you can find the link to that in my link tree on my Instagram account. I'm hoping people will come and join. Sounds incredible. I think you and Corey should come. I would love to. But speaking of introversion, <laughs> my husband is not coming to a yoga retreat. I think he needs to kind of, he needs a hip opener or two. He can let me oh my God. adjust him. Can I film it? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put it on my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> NYM therapy on OnlyFans. <laughs> Finally, that passive income stream you've been dreaming of. <laughs> Thank you for joining us and we will see you all for the next episode. Bye.